Chapter One of Our Little Brazilian Cousin by Mary Nixon Brolet. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. A Little Siesta. Afonso was tired of talking to the white cockatoo. It was the time of day when his little sister Lola took her siesta, and he had no one to play with. He was himself such a big boy, soon eleven years old, that he felt no longer the needs of the daily siesta, although in the warm country of Brazil where he lived, even grown-up people like a nap in the middle of the day. Afonso himself did not feel very lively. The sun beat down like a great ball of fire, and only the cool veranda or the shady garden seemed enticing. The garden should have been pleasant enough to satisfy any boy, for it was a vision of tropic beauty. Tall palms waved their feathery branches heavenward, and gaily colored flowers flaunted their gorgeous petals, while brilliant birds flittered hither and yon. But Afonso was used to all this beauty, and he wanted something new to do for this little Brazilian cousin was very like his American ones, and could not be quiet very long. Even the fruit garden seemed tiresome. Generally he was happy to spend his time there, for the huge banana trees which grew in a banana patch at the end of the house were sure of several visits from him during the day. The plants were twice as tall as he, and the fruit grew in great bunches, many of them weighing fifty pounds, and Afonso always chose the finest for himself and Lola to eat. Besides these, there were figs, pineapples, mangoes, grapes, and oranges, all of which grow in Brazil. The American watermelon had also been planted, and the Senor was watching eagerly to see if it would bear fruit, for he had been told that in other parts of Brazil it grew rapidly and bore well. Afonso was much interested in it, too, for his cousin in the states had sent the seeds and told him how delicious the fruit was he strolled toward the sunny slope where the vines were tended by joachim the black who took care of the garden and helped about the house joachim's mother had nursed afonso's mother in the days when there were black slaves in brazil and he was devoted to the whole family he was just like a faithful black dog watching the place and was especially fond of the children he could cook and bake wait on the senor, tend the garden or the horses, and could always be trusted to take care of little Lola, who was his great friend. Afonso looked at the green melon and wondered how it tasted. He had heard so much about it that he was very curious and could hardly wait until the day came when it should be served, for his mother had promised that each should have a taste. Above the melon vines grew one of the tallest of the banana trees, and the fruit seemed to Afonso to be finer at that particular time than he had ever seen it. He was very hungry and felt he must have one of those bananas at once. Ordinarily he would have climbed the tree like a little monkey and helped himself, but his mother had excused him from his siesta on condition that he be quiet, and though he looked longingly at the fruit, he did not start to climb. He threw himself down on the grass and looked up through the thick foliage at the blue above i wish something would happen he said to himself it seems to me that nothing ever happens one half of a year i must be in para and stay at my grandfather's to go to the lauri sodre institute i'm tired of the very name and the other half i must stay here at the fazenda with no playmate but lola and she is made to sleep half the day i wish something would happen 
and he sighed discontentedly. How hungry I am, he thought. I must have one of those bananas. They never look so good. I believe Mamma will not care if I climb for one, for she only said I must keep quiet, and I'm sure I'll make no noise. With that, the boy rose to his feet, and with a quick glance around, he began to climb and was soon squirming around the trunk of the tree like a snake. Once there, he reached for the best bananas and filled the pockets of his linen suit with them. He was just starting down when he heard voices coming, and peering cautiously down the garden path, he saw his father with an uncle of whom he was very fond, and whom he had not seen for some time. Uncle Prudentia, he thought, I wonder when he came from Pará, and how long he's going to stay. Oh dear, how will I get down from here? Alfonso knew that his father would not be likely to pass over any disobedience, and that he would be punished if he came down at that moment. So he crouched among the leaves and was still as a mouse, while the two gentlemen came directly under the banana tree and stopped to talk. This is the American melon, said the senor. It will be ripe in another week. There are others ripening, but this is the finest. If it is good, I shall keep all the seeds and have a large crop next year. If Juan comes, I shall ask him to bring me the seeds of various kinds, for there's nothing like variety in a garden. In our hot climate, these should do well, and they are very agreeable when properly cooled. I hope Juan will come. A long visit from him would be a good thing for Alfonso, who is growing spoiled from being the only boy. He is willful and high-spirited, but on the whole he is... What is that? The senor stopped, and Alfonso never knew what he himself was, besides being willful and high-spirited. Distressed at being a listener, he had leaned too far out on the branch on which he sat, and it broke under his weight. He gave a wild clutch and fell down, down, down. He thought he would never stop, and oh, horror, when he did light, it was astride the shoulders of his uncle. Alfonso was a sturdy little fellow, and his uncle was slight and small, the result being that both went down in a heap on top of the melon. For a moment no one spoke. Then his father pulled him off his uncle and helped his irate brother to his feet. Uncle Prudentia's white linen suit was splashed from head to foot with watermelon juice. His Panama hat was crushed out of shape. Watermelon juice ran down his face, and several black seeds stuck to his face. He was speechless with rage, but he looked so funny that Afaso, sore and bruised by his fall, and terribly frightened, could not help laughing. He sat down upon the ground and laughed till he cried, and the noise woke all the parrots dozing in the trees, and all began jabbering at once, while the cockatoo gave one of his terrible screeches. When the noise had subsided a little, Senor Diaz said sternly to Alfonso, What is the meaning of this? Alfonso was silent, but he quickly sprang to his feet and stood respectfully in front of his father, for Brazilian boys are taught to treat their elders with great deference. What were you doing in that tree? demanded his father. Eating bananas, said Alfonso simply. Does your mother permit that? asked the senor. For in Brazil, as in most South American countries, the mother arranges all matters in regard to the children. My mother allows me to climb trees and eat bananas, said Alfonso. That was not a disobedience, but... But what? demanded the father. But 
continued alfonso slowly she had at the hour of the siesta requested me to keep quiet do you call this quiet asked his father sternly though his eyes twinkled such a noise has not been heard at the fazenda for many days not very quiet said alfonso his head drooping though he could scarce keep from laughing again i ask your pardon my uncle he added i intended nothing of disrespect i did but lose my hold upon the tree and the next thing i knew i sat astride of your august shoulders i pray you pardon me alfonso's tone was contrite and his dancing eyes were on the ground say no more of it said his uncle as he laid his hand on the boy's head boys will be boys and alfonso is not unlike others but next time i come do not receive me with such a fierce embrace indeed i thought my neck was broken with the warmth of your welcome alfonso's laugh rang out gaily but he sobered down when his father said i excuse you since your uncle asked it but remember after this that the commands of your mother are to be obeyed go now with your uncle and attend to his wants while he repairs the damage your carelessness has wrought alfonso bowed to his father and made the military salute as all schoolboys are taught to do in brazil but he sighed to himself as he went i wonder what he meant about juan but i am afraid to ask and the worst of it all is that now i shall never know how the american melon tasted End of chapter 1 A Little Siesta